Recording in progress. Hi guys, my name is Girish Pally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. So this is the last week for season one and we are enjoying so much of it. And finally, I've come to the last week and we will be coming next season, obviously. And we'll talk about that on my special show on the 29th. So guys, today we have Hassan. I've been talking to him for weeks now about what he does and what he does not do and we'll get into that basics of that so let's invite Hassan into the uh, call today Hassan how are you and thanks for coming back to basics doing well sir doing well thank you so much for having me absolutely thank you again so before we go to the basics of this call today what are your thoughts on back to basics and what does back to basics means to you Personally, it means understanding the foundation of what it is that you're doing. Um, so there, there's a lot of trainings that I've gone through. There's a lot of seminars, workshops, and even mentors that I've had. Uh, and effectively, the message may be reworded, but it always tends to say fall back on the training that you had in order to complete the task that you're trying to accomplish. Um, which is why I really enjoyed the name uh, Back to Basics mode for your for your platform uh, it sounded really nice I became immediately interested yeah thank you thank you again by the way uh, Hassan for coming here and making me this uh, brighter uh, for me so before we let me ask you this Hassan what do you do I know that you have a podcast and we're going to talk about that uh, yes. and you are a speaker also yes. but what else what else do you do so let's explain to people what this podcast is all about and, and what do you speak about uh, well Primarily, even before the podcast, um, my business was that of corporate aviation. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's call it communications as a foundation, if we're just going to be basic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a study of mine, either involuntarily or through my education, um, to communicate uh, either uh, digitally, uh, broadcasting, professional writing, um, over cell comm communications, uh, which essentially took me into aviation um, through radio operations, not necessarily air traffic control, but controlling air to ground communications um, at smaller private jet facilities. And then that uh, brought me into a larger operations company uh, to which I did their consultation and logistics planning for most of their clients for about 10 years. Hmm. Um, then they decided that I was pretty good at that and wanted me to bottle that magic and teach um, other offices internationally, professionally. So I went out of operations and went directly into um, coordination for learning and development as well as um, the corporate training uh, for that group. Mm -hmm. So that's on five five countries, three separate, four separate continents. Um, And that is what I do. So how did this idea come in? I mean, did this come automatically to you or was it done by accident and and what triggered on this? One of my good friends Alistair Hunt says find a need fill a need. Mm. Um, That's essentially what that is for me Um, and and that's kind of a thing that the two of us kind of live by. Mm. Um, So when the company uh, was working and and they were already established but it just so happened to be that I 
came on board uh, in the very early 2000s um, with a lot of experience between telecommunications as well as uh, aviation experience. So if you put those two together, that made me the prime candidate for this particular company. Um, with that being said, I, you know, pretty decent in terms of communicating what was needed and then also understanding the expectations of a client. I think I had a very small affinity for um, this type of lifestyle in terms of the basic, uh, the basis of our clientele. Mm -hmm. and they are exceptionally wealthy mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. Uh, and I grew up within a combination of looking at Miami Vice as well as lifestyles of the rich and famous. So mm -hmm. it, it was a, a combination that made me already kind of put myself in their shoes in mm -hmm. a dreamscape. Mm -hmm. So it was very easy for me to understand the expectations because I was at that point dreaming about the places they were going to before I even did it myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, once the company realized that I was pretty decent in communication, but not only not only this, it, it is also a mantra that, that I believe in when I'm coaching others, which is you're not good at something that you do until you can do it in reverse. Mm -hmm. uh, meaning that I could plan on having someone get to a destination, but can I tell someone the thought process involved in how I execute getting them to that destination? Mm -hmm. See, that's the understanding of the background. Um, that's the bottling of the magic that the company asked me to do. Once I took a long, hard look at how I could do that, then I gave a mock presentation to the executive board. They hired me for the position on the spot, uh, and I've been doing that for several years now. Mm -hmm. um, between London, Hong Kong, Brazil, um, the United States, uh, as well as India, um, soon to be in Costa Rica. Wow, awesome. And, and when was this to something recently that you have done, uh, or has been this for a long time now? It's been a continuation for quite some time. Um, but the, the nature of, and, and uh, this kind of segues into my platform, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment, um, but the reason why um, I developed the platform was because if you, if you consider the idea that I, I guess I talk for a living, um, which essentially can be eight hours a day for several weeks, depending on which seminar or workshop I'm controlling. Um, that also allowed me to travel. I was very fortunate, very blessed. Uh, I'm not a kid from, from high means or even what you would consider middle class uh, upbringing. Um, so I was very thankful for the position that I parlayed my, my capabilities into. Um, however, in the traveling, um, seeing all of those countries, immersing myself into those cultures because I had to live there. I wasn't there for three days and then leaving. Uh, I lived in Hong Kong. I lived in the United Kingdom. I may as well say I lived in mainland China as well as much as I was there on a regular basis. Mm. Um, so, and that's culturally different from Hong Kong to a degree. So in that, in that general understanding, um, I got immersed into certain cultures and understood different things. And what I really understood um, that stuck out the most in those life lessons that I took was that when you're when you're an expatriate and you're traveling and you're living abroad, um, you're going to make friends very quickly, um, and you're going to have to learn how to let go because you're going to leave. Someone's leaving. Um, you know, there there I had maybe nine really nice, great friends while living overseas, but every one of them was from somewhere else, so they would effectively leave the pack over time and that became very sad but after a while you just understood that was a part of the nature and then COVID hit and it clipped my wings and I wasn't able to um, 
I wasn't able to do the same things that I did. I wasn't able to travel. I wasn't able to coordinate in person. Everything was virtual. It did kind of deaden the, the sensitivity of meeting new people. And I wanted to find a way to recapture that. I miss those coffee shop engagements with strangers and, you know, going into local bistros and, or even gyms and, and forming bonds and friendships because you're there so much. I just wanted to find a way to extend that and, and, and kind of recapture it. So how how uh, did you pivot over to a new idea as to how you're going to collaborate with people now that we're in the COVID world and we're in a lockdown kind of world and slowly everything is opening up? Do you think we're still pivoting over to a new idea or you're going to just go back to normal after maybe a year or so? I'm going to say semi-normal. I still operate pretty carefully. Um, the the origin of the podcast itself, and not only within a communication background, I also have an art background. Um, I was uh, in school, um, you know, within the Fine Arts College of my city um, for photography as well as graphic design. But that was, you know, late 90s, late 90s. Uh, at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so I had that knowledge, right? I did it recreationally. I also did photography pers uh, professionally. Um, however, that we'll call that short-lived. I, I did art shows and things like that. I, I made a, a decent impact, but I mean, it wasn't tax bracket changing, but it did l give me a level of understanding of academically how to execute what composition was um, and things in color saturation and even black and white. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is because the initial group of people that suggested that I even start this podcast, um, they caught me you know, asking questions academically about photography because they didn't know uh, at that at that level they didn't know. Um, and as I talked and talked and talked, they said you should actually record this, or you should teach people, or you should, you know, set up some platform where you can communicate to a broad spectrum about the things that you know. Um, and you know, I I dabble in a bit of everything, I guess. And and they kind of call me a walking Wikipedia. So I take that joke and I, I develop a platform where we can just speak about a broad range of topics, but centralized within four brackets. Um, but art, photography, creativity tends to be one of them. Hmm. So the pivot uh, that you asked for, not to get off track, um, the pivot that you asked for uh, initially starts off as Zoom chats. We just do Zoom meetings mm -hmm. um, because it you know, clearly is the easier way to communicate, if not by teams. Um, but once you know vaccinations and, and the ease of lockdowns, depending on where you are, when they came about, I did um, pivot into studio space um, because I, I respected their regulations and their their cleanliness um, requirements. I mean, honestly, it's the only thing that kind of put my mind at ease. So I am um, I have a membership with a local studio that allows me to utilize the space whenever I need to, um, and that's good for my in-persons. Uh, but clearly, if you're out of town or out of country, because my podcast is international mm -hmm. um, and it did chart internationally. I just I think that uh, Zoom meetings and or uh, Teams meetings would be more appropriate. Mm, yeah, thank you, thank you again for that. So the podcast actually came by accident to you, and now because the way you're explaining it kind of happened accidentally. So are you? I, I, so is it going to go on for for a long time according to to you? And 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 what are your thoughts? And what is this podcast all about? Can you explain a little more detail on that? Sure, yeah. Uh, so the podcast is called Qualified. Um, and so Qualified, comma, the podcast is the in entire name for it. Um, that's effectively a part of a branding uh, initiative. 
Uh, and yes, I do feel as though it's going to uh, continue for a very long time because I believe, much like we talked about off off camera before this started, you have to kind of take this wave and 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 open up every door that is available to you because how do you know what you don't want to do unless you strongly consider it or you know go through the experience at least once. Um, and and I feel while this is a platform that I've set up on accident, I am equipped to manage it. Um, that was a lot of the downfall that I had younger of not understanding business correctly and um, and not really being able to control the mushroom cloud that happens once you're you know good at something and gaining some traction. Mm -hmm. um, now it's different. Um, as I'm older and, and I've gone through this a few different times, um, I take this as serious as any other marketing strategy. Sure. Um, so the, the purpose of the podcast uh, is to educate as well as entertain. Um, there is not one of those that takes precedence over the next. However, the four brackets that we talk about um, is health and wellness, uh, which includes physical fitness. Um, there's travel and creativity there, so that's more of an eclectic uh, subject matter. Um, the arts fall into the creative space. Publishers, uh, authors, and poets, I, I have a lot of connections with them now. Additionally, business, because any of this can dovetail into business if you have an influencer who travels a lot, then that's travel and business. So quite naturally, there will be two brackets of that conversation. Hmm. And then there is culture. Uh, and within culture, being that I am uh, African-American and um, pretty trendy, I like to think, without giving myself way too much credit, I'm, I'm, I'm immersed into a bit of culture, you know, fashion, shoes, um, and we do talk to a lot of people who are in relative mindset. Um, I think that hits the areas of entertainment that I am qualified, shameless plug, um, to, to talk about, but it's not just about me. I don't have a single episode on my platform where it is just me speaking. Uh, I only invite guests, uh, and I want them to be more qualified, if not as equally qualified to me, um, in, in speaking about whatever subject that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you again for that. Now, regarding the work that you do and the podcast yes. that you do, you even do speaking, public speaking. So yes. can you explain what that public speaking is and, and how do you motivate people with your speaking? Um, it is, well, and that has been put on hiatus due to COVID. Um, however, yes, still available for that now, uh, depending on where and uh, concept, right, and, and subject matter. Mm -hmm. Previously, um, it was about uh, travel logistics. Um, that was outside of this company even. Uh, I would still publicly speak about that um, because in individuals don't know how to take a trip um, or backpack, so to speak, or do a, a long range trip. Um, I've done many of those personally, and it's really just about the approach and, um, and then you know being budget conscious. Um, so I've done that for small groups uh, for planning purposes. I've done health and wellness seminars as well, uh, giving them base level nutrition understanding as well as base level exercises depending on your restrictions uh, and age and additionally uh, motivating within groups for martial arts uh, because I have been a part of martial arts since I've been a small small child uh, and for that we have mentored kickboxing groups uh, at-risk youth um, also through the church facilities as well uh, fellowship of the nations uh, was the church to which I did a lot of mentorship through because they also mentored me. Mm -hmm. um, so it was only right for me to pay that back. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. So you are a employee or you are an entrepreneur because it seems like you're doing both. It looks like at the same time. So what I'm do you call, so so what do you what do you call yourself then? Um, I serve I serve both roles. I, I wear both hats. Yeah. I I don't have there there's a mindset that individuals think that in order for you to be an entrepreneur you have to ditch the employee label and I don't necessarily believe in that. Hmm. Um, you you can have uh, a regular job for a number of reasons. Um, would you still call it a job if you really enjoyed it? Mm. You know, I, you know, that's a that's a rhetorical question that I give other people. Mm. I like what I do. Um, I think that at some point, should you know, God intend for me to continue my platform in a different area and/or expand it beyond what I could manage uh, for my employment, then I'd have to make a decision. Mm. Um, however, at this point, uh, one of these is serving me very well for understanding the business model. And the other one is serving me well because I'm I, I can do that in my sleep. This is what I've been doing for almost 20 years. Um, so that would be um, foolhardy for me to stop it uh, prematurely. Mm. I would have to see a lot of good signs for me to do that. Yeah, Hassan, thank you so much for that because I I, I want to explain to people that if you want to be an entrepreneur or if you have an idea, you don't have to lose your job. Also, you can do side by side if you have the capacity to do it. It's about capacity. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you again, Hassan, for, for that. Before you leave today, Hassan, um, we have talked a lot, it looks like. What are you, Do you have any last words before you leave today from our show? Uh, I will give you my platform information, but I would again like to thank you um, for reaching out to me um, and taking an interest in what it is that I do. Uh, we, you know, within this small time frame, this is more like the tip of the iceberg. I can give you a lot more about a lot of different subjects. Um, however, um, if you would like, you can please check out more information on my platform, which is Qualified the Podcast. It's on all streaming platforms. Uh, the website is www.qualifiedpodcast.com. Um, again, that's on YouTube as well as anything else Apple, Spotify, Google. Amazon podcast, um, you'll be able to find me. I'm the black and gold symbol with QLAFD as a trademark. That's right, that's right. Thank you again, Hassan, for coming on my show. And I, I know that we've been talking for the longest time and getting you on the show and finally you're here. So thank you yes. again uh, for that. Thanks a lot, I hope to return the favor sometime, Garish, it was, it was fantastic talking to you. Absolutely, I would love to be an honor and uh, to be on your show, thank you, thank you again. We'll be in touch. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Hassan today and we talked about entrepreneurship and we talked about ideas. What did he say? He said, find the fill and fill the need. I think that's what he said. Maybe not the exact words, but I think that's what he said. So it's all about good ideas. It's all about bad ideas, but idea is an idea. And when you follow that idea, I'm pretty sure you can make best of it. But here's a quote of the day from Back to Basics. The quote of the day is, don't let others convince you that the idea is good. When your gut tells you it's a bad idea, hmm, I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll figure that out when we get to that idea. But what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and I'll see you next season, because that's what it is. The season's over, almost over. One week more, right? Four days left. So guys, take care, God bless, and I will see you next season. Bye-bye.